angels and demons as this graphic. Going up and coming down, interacting in this world at all times. Now, I want to talk about something that uh, some people have a lot of problem with understanding. It's called the gap theory. Um, see, there's a part of the Bible that is difficult to understand. And some believe it talks of a time when Lucifer rebelled and was cast down to earth. If you read through the scriptures, you'll know that there was a time Lucifer rebelled and was cast down to earth. But as you read through scriptures, it's not clear when that happens. It's not clear when that happens. And the timing of, of, of that event is, is difficult to grasp. And for some people, they look at it as, I can't understand that, so I don't believe that. I don't believe that happened. Well, let's go to scripture and, and talk about uh, this gap theory. Genesis 1, 1 to 2. One, one says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Right? And um, all of you are familiar with that. Okay. And now let's go to, to this. This is the very beginning of the Bible. Okay. And the first two verses create some kind of controversy. What controversy is that? Let's go to two. Where it says, now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering. Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Now, when you think of that, some believe that between these two verses, verse 1, in the beginning God created the heaven and earth. He created the heavens, he created the earth. Verse 2 says that now the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And some people say, wait a minute. Between these two verses, something must have happened. Why? Because God created the, the heaven and the earth. If he created the earth, then we know God don't create no imperfection. In verse 2, it says the earth was formless and empty and darkness. Now that doesn't, and some people that say, wait a minute. How could he have created? And then at some point in time, it became formless and dark and empty and all that. So they said there must have been something that happened between verse 1 and verse 2 that, um, that, that is not said clearly in the first two verses of the Bible. And this is called the gap theory. There's a gap between those two verses. See, some point to, uh, uh, well, let's, let's talk about this gap theory. There it is right there. The gap is between verse 1 and verse 2, okay? And a lot of people, theologians or whatever, they look at that and say, for the earth to have been formed perfectly in verse 1, and in verse 2, now it was formless and empty, and um, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, then it's, uh, what happened in between there? So, some point to Isaiah 45, 12 has to give us some... some uh, information on that for the proposition that God did not create the earth without form and void but that something actually happened in this gap which caused caused it to become formless and empty you can go to 45 12 and um, 
It says in there, it is I who made the earth. It is I who made the earth and created mankind on it. My own hand stretched out the heavens. I marshaled their starry hosts and created mankind on it. My own hand stretched out the heavens. I marshaled their starry hosts. And you say, well, what's that got to do with anything? Well, God created the earth. He didn't create it formless. He didn't create it dark and all that. He didn't create it uh, water, as we can see from the... Uh, from the Genesis 2, it said he was, his spirit was hovering over the water. Okay. So then the water had to be created at some point in time prior to God hovering over it or whatever. I mean, it gets, it gets confusing. Ezekiel 28 has been um, interpreted to talk about a land of Eden prior to the Garden of Eden in which people lived, and there was a beauty and riches, which Lucifer, who was made to be perfect and was placed in the garden with the guardian, Cherub, as the anointed king of Eden, happening between verse 1 and verse 2, okay, with the purpose to lead the people in worship and release God's blessing on them. You say, where did they get all that from? Well, well, we'll talk about that, but they go on to say, so during this time, in this gap between one and two, iniquity was found in Lucifer. And he began to crave the worship that was of God. He wanted it for himself. And then God cast him out of heaven to the earth for, his, for this iniquity. And according to the gap theory, this casting of Lucifer and one third of the angels out of heaven to the earth destroyed it as if it was hit by a tremendous asteroid, which caused the earth to be without form and with and void. So what they're saying is that this this um, um, creation between gap uh, one and two, there was a world, and it was created for uh, with people, and with uh, Lucifer being in charge of it, but then he fell and rebelled, and, and was cast out of heaven, down to earth, and boom, destroyed it. The theory goes on to say that God then came again to the ruined earth, made it habitable, and planted a garden in the same place, Eden. Now, understand, Lucifer had been thrown down to earth, and God planted the garden there, so Lucifer was there. And it's it is then that he created man to put him in the garden. Satan was already there in the, in the garden and possessed a snake. And, well, we know the rest of that story. See, God created man then to be the new king of earth. Satan, who was already there and had been disgraced and thrown down, desired to usurp man's authority that God had just given him by causing them to fall and as a result leaving fallen man and the host of demons to habit, inhabit the earthly dimension. Understand, once, once Adam and Eve fell, and if the, the devil was there too, and we know that when the devil was cast out, he was cast out with one-third of the heavenly angels. So as, 
as Adam and Eve are on this earth and have fallen, this whole earth is filled with Satan and demons also. We also know that they, they're, they're angels too. Okay? Now, I said, well, this is getting kind of deep, you know? Well, of course it is. And it's just not just only deep, but it's it's confusing. Mm-hmm. It's confusing. and But this is a concept that people need to really get a hold of because, again, in this spiritual realm of things, in the spirit world, things don't happen like we what we can conceive. You know, time isn't, is really non-existent or certainly is not in the concept of what we think of. That's right. Um, and, and it's something that really, you know, people have to really think about it and really try to understand it and, uh, and, and, and help it make sense to them or else you, you kind of lose your foundation for all the rest of what we're going to be studying. So in this in this situation, where you got Adam and Eve who have fallen, you got the sna- uh, snake, the Satan, in the world, and you have the demons in the world, then this theory goes on to say that that was the reason why God had to uh, send the second Adam, which was Jesus, to die and be raised from the dead in order to finally defeat Satan and the fallen angels and redeem fallen human humanity. Thus, creating a new humanity in Christ. So this, understand, what did I call this? The gap what? Theory. Theory. Remember, we talked about theories, remember? Theories are trying to to, uh, inform us about stuff that we we don't know to be absolutely true, but it, it, it provides some kind of answer. It's not a conspiracy theory, okay? A lot of people today know about Conspiracy theories. But all do not accept this um, gap theory, okay? They believe that what is said in Genesis 1-1 is absolutely true. That prior to moving on to verse 2, it appears that the work of creating the earth was done. However, in verse 2, it says the earth was formless and empty. It also says darkness hovered over the surface of the deep. So the purpose of the gap theory... It's an attempt to explain how the earth can be created in verse 1, but formless and void in the next verse. It's also been used to explain when Lucifer fell to the earth. And you know what? It's also been used to explain the existence of dinosaurs. You say, well, what are you talking about now? (laughs) Understand this. Scripture doesn't even refer to dinosaurs. We know dinosaurs exist because we dig the ground, see these big bones and these big teeth and all this kind of thing. And we know that something was happening in here that that I'm not seeing in the Bible and all that. So people say, that's where dinosaurs were created in, in, uh, in that gap. You know, and that's why we create this standing in the gap. <laughs> so, you understand, so you can understand some of these things. But um, there's no direct scripture to support the gap theory. Understand, okay? This is these are theologians trying to understand what they see as there's an issue here. What happened between one and two? 
Questions remain as to when the rebellion of, of uh, Satan occurred, which cost one-third of the angels their places in heaven. And people are trying to understand that. Was it before the creation of man? And apparently it had to be since Lucifer was already in the garden when man was created. If that was the case, then angels, including Lucifer, had to exist before the creation of man. I think we can accept that. And the earth had to exist before the rebellion because God cast Lucifer and one-third of the angels to earth. So the earth had to be in existence when the devil was cast down. Genesis 1-2 would seem... One way, one way to understand uh, Jennifer, I mean, verse 2 of Genesis chapter 1 is to describe an earth not yet completed but a work in progress. That's one way to say there's th to say that there's no gap. All that shows is that uh, God was creating it at the time. It's just like a snapshot. Boom. So, it says the earth was without form and empty. Now, some think this means that the waters, it, and it speaks of waters, okay, that waters were created first before, uh, because water has what? No form. Oh, and it talked about the earth was formless, right? I mean, if you, you take water, okay, and let's say you threw water out into space somewhere, it don't have no form. It, it's looking for a form, it looks like. Because it's just going to go this way, that way, and all that kind of thing. So when it talks about no form, a lot of people think it was talking about the water. Okay? And what, what that meant is that land hadn't been created yet, huh? Mmm. Mmm. And empty means no one was in it or on it. Darkness over the surface of the deep means light had not been created yet at that time. Hmm. And dry land didn't appear, if you go back to uh, Revelation, didn't appear until the third day of creation. Land. So water came first, then land. So when it talks about over the deep, meaning water, as I said, a snapshot of creation. It wasn't finished yet. Um, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters? Hmm. Scripture mentions waters, not land. And remember, angels are created beings, and so they had to be involved in, had to have been created before the creation of the world, the universe, and all that. Why do you say that? Go to Job. God asked, where were you when I laid the earth foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched the measuring line across it? On what were its footing set? Or who laid this cornerstone? While the morning stars sang together and all the angels uh, shouted for joy. You say, well, what's all that mean? What it's saying is that I'm the one who laid the earth's foundation. I'm the one who marked off the dimensions and stretched a measuring line across it. I, I put in place its footings and its cornerstones. And while I'm doing that, the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. So as that was occurring, he's saying the angels were already created. Let's go a little bit further in the philosophy. Okay? It says, um, 
the angels' creations then had to be either in the first, second, or third day of creation. The cornerstones of the earth had to be created in the first days of creation. Had to be. And obviously heaven was created before earth because heaven was a place for the angels. You say, heaven was a place for the angels? Oh, yeah. Um, if angels were in creation as God was creating all this universe, then where did, where did the angels, where where did they reside? Or where did they, uh, and, and, and you say, it was created for the angels. What's that mean? Remember, God don't need no house. <laughs> God, God don't need no house. He's everywhere at all times, all powerful, all knowing, all seeing, and all that. Then why would He create heaven? It's for the angels. Why? Because they were a creation, and they needed a place. <laughs> they needed a place. See, the entire universe can't even contain God. Angels needed a place, so He created a place for them. They minister to God. And they obey his commands. God did not create angels out of vanity either. Why? Wait, what are you talking about? He didn't need anybody. He didn't need anybody or, or, or anyone to simply minister to him or to obey his commands. So clearly, all of creation was for a different purpose. Not because God had vanity and wanted, wanted people or uh, creatures to take care of him. He didn't need anybody to take care of it. Now, it was must have been created for a different purpose. And as we read, as we read this Genesis story and contemplate all of its ramifications, we see that all this universe was created leading to the creation of man and his ultimate salvation. You say, well, wait a minute, he created all that for man and then salvation? Why didn't he just create them to be uh, saved from the beginning? We'll get into that too. See, man was not created till the sixth day of creation. Lucifer could only have rebelled after the creation of the angels because there were angels. And so the rebellion happened after the creation of angels because all the demons were angels before. Alright. And before God and the Lucifer, uh, that rebellion must have been created before God placed Adam in the garden because Satan was already in the garden. I'm just trying to tie this together. Therefore, the rebellion of Lucifer and the casting of him and one-third of all the angels to earth occurred prior to the completion of creation. Meaning before God rested on the seventh day. The rebellion created the angelic conflict between the two-thirds that stayed with God and the one-third who sided with Lucifer, who's now Satan, as our enemy. So, um, I'm wrapping my head around this. So, if we, if we adhere to the gap theory. What we're saying is that Genesis 1 said, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And then a whole lot of stuff happened. And then verse 2 says, okay, now, after all that stuff happened, 
now God is coming back to this creation. So uh, it really wasn't the second day. It was a big, but again, because time is is a construct that we that we understand. There there could have been any. It could have been eons. You know, hence why the dinosaurs were able to live around for millions of years and whatnot like that mm -hmm. before before God took that formless earth and hovering over the waters and then started structuring the earth and the universe as we know it. Am I am I articulating this? The theory. Okay. Yeah. Now if you don't believe the theory, then what is there what is there? We just don't know. Well, if you don't believe the theory, you believe that when God wrote Genesis one one, he meant everything he said in there. And when he wrote number two, he remembered he he uh he, he meant everything he said in there, which meant, as I indicated, that I created it. Now I'm showing you that during the process of creation, at some point in time, the earth was without form. And my spirit was hovering over this. That's a snapshot. Boom. Mm -hmm. It wasn't It wasn't finished yet. That's one way to look at it, okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, Sister Monica, I think she sums it up real well. She said, I believe we really don't know. <laughs> We really don't know God's timeline and the chronology and all of that. We really don't know. Well, That's the bottom line. We really don't know. One thing I'll, I'll send you to, and not that I, I support the gap theory, okay? Mm -hmm. I do know that um, in our minds, we, we, we want to say, okay, where did the dinosaurs come in? And in our mind, too, we say, the Bible talks about giants and all that kind of thing. Where did that come in? Because, you know, we can find bones of the dinosaur. We can't find bones of these giants and all that kind of thing. So, I want to, as I, I mentioned it briefly, but I do want you to go to Ezekiel. Go to Ezekiel 28. And, and you'll find that there's a reference in there to, um, it talks about the king of uh, Tyre. Okay? But it talks about you were created before before uh, Eden, you were placed in Eden, and um, uh, men worshipped you, and 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 all that, and uh, but then iniquity was found in you, and and you were you were cast down to the uh, to the ground, and you were uh, all all the people saw it and all that kind of thing, and you say, well, that makes no sense unless there was something that happened before. Uh, men were placed in the Garden of Eden. So, that's where they get a lot of support for this gap theory. But if you get a chance, read Ezekiel 28. If you have any questions, get back with me. Okay? Alright, now. Standing in the gap Standing for Jesus Standing in the gap for family and friends Standing in the gap One love for all So we all can make it in Standing in the gap Standing for Jesus Standing in the gap for family and friends Standing in the gap 
Joy of love. 